Welcome back to For the Love of Men. My name is Courtney Shand, and I'm hosting with my dear friend, Bree Mosier. And we have a really interesting episode for you guys today, having discovered that we have a pretty good-sized male audience in our listener base, which was totally flooring for us. We were super, super excited. But when we were thinking of ways that we can show men support and help you guys win with us, the topic came up about periods. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that we're going to deep dive today. But before we dive into that content, Brie, tell us a little bit about who you are. Let me back up. The intention of the show, just in general, is to really bring together men and women in harmony and honor each other's masculine and feminine energy and what we are naturally um, more likely to express. So that's kind of where we want to take this episode when we talk about cycles today. Mm -hmm. So Brie, now, who are you? What do you do? (laughs) Who am I? My name is Brie. I work with mostly women to help them scale businesses and attract healthy masculine partners. And I work a lot with pleasure and helping women open up to their sexuality, their pleasure, their ability to manifest their life through that portal among lots of other things. And it's so much fun. So Courtney, what do you do in the world? Yes. I am a relationship coach. I really specialize in helping people keep their power in a powerful partnering dynamic. So through the dating process, finding the um, ways to speak what you need and also how to see and experience more empowered energy in the dating phase and also how to kind of heal and correct partnering, um, situations as the connection develops. So I love all things, communication and partnering and relationships. So that's really where I spend most of my time. So good. So lots of, lots of, um, knowledge coming from several different angles, different backgrounds, just to put it out there. My background is, um, in nutrition. I'm a dietitian by training. So I have a master's degree in how the body works Mm. and Brie has a degree in psychology. So lots of formal Mm. training and lots of experiential wisdom coming at you in this episode. We really wanted to bring kind of the art and the science of this. So Mm. I'm glad you said that. We don't talk about that enough. Yeah, we really don't. Mm-mm, okay. Yeah, we have lots of lots of um, advanced education happening and lots yeah. of um, experiential advancing education. Yeah, yeah. That we true. forget to mention. We want to help you learn how to support the women in your life that you love during yeah. the cycles. Yeah, and kind of clear up some of the confusion. Demystify. Yeah. Demystify it because I'm sure it can be confusing for you since our bodies are very different. Um, so we want to help you learn how to physically and emotionally support the women that you love, be it partners, mother, sister, whoever that is, and bring out the best in the women that you love during this period. Because really a woman's, you know, when she bleeds is typically five days to nine days sometimes for lengthier periods. So that's a good portion of time with somebody that's let's say roughly 25% of the month. 
mm-hmm. with that person. And it is actually a really great opportunity to build intimacy and connection and her feelings of safety and reliability with you. Should you choose to be generous and, and find a, a helpful way to support her? Hmm. Yeah. Such a great point. This is not about, um, periods, the way that we have traditionally been taught about periods, our hope with this, or our, our kind of intention behind sharing this is really to build more intimacy and more connection Mm. all month long. Yeah. Especially since that can be a difficult time, a different time. I'll just Mm -hmm. say that it's a different week of the month. So yeah, it's a different energy. So Courtney, give us some of your beautiful knowledge around what's actually happening to a woman when she is bleeding for the, the people that do not own a uterus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So with the way that our hormones work, there are two predominant hormones for the women's bodies. Estrogen dominant bodies are going to have a cycle of estrogen and progesterone at different periods during the month or different points during the month. They're going to be higher or lower depending on how fertile she is at that period of time. That being said, those can also create different experiences internally for her that may impact her mood, her appetite, her sleep cycle, um, her temperature. All of these things are going to be regulated based on the level of progesterone or, or estrogen at different points during the month. Her sensitivity emotionally is going to be heightened depending on where her progesterone level is at different periods during the month. So it really is not just about the week when she's bleeding. It really is um, from a larger scale, something that is happening all month. We just don't pay attention to it because we really only focus on the week of the month that she is actually bleeding. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That- yeah. Complete sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what that looks like for her is typically the rest of the month, she may have lots more energy in terms of actual like vigor and ability to get up and do things. There are kind of um, some theories about different times of the month where it might align best for her to accomplish different tasks, whether they be more mental, creative, physical. And then there is also this really special time where she actually needs more rest. This is where I see most women getting tripped up is that we don't allow ourselves rest especially during the week when they are bleeding Mm -hmm. for lots of reasons that we'll get into, but I want to check in with you, Brie, what do you have to add to this thus far? Yeah. I think if you're willing, it would be really helpful for them to know what's actually happening when women are bleeding. Because I think what a lot of men uh, might perceive So this is my projection or this is what I felt in my experience is that Mm -hmm. men feel like we are PMSing and making a big deal out of nothing, or maybe attention seeking, or we could get up and do things. And how come you're not doing it? How come you're so moody? Um, Are you you behaving this way because you're PMSing? Those kind of like terrible things to say, but Mm -hmm. you just don't know what's going on. Um, And it can feel quite shameful. I'm fortunate now where, you know, the person that I'm dating does not say that sort of thing, but I have before I was in this work experience, that kind of what I can only assume is just confusion because they don't really know Mm -hmm. 
what our bodies are feeling in those moments and what our emotions are going through in those moments. Gotcha. I understand what you're asking this time. Okay, great. So we have like big picture what's happening all month. Yeah. During the week specifically when we're bleeding is actually when our body is, is going through a shedding process. The uterine lining is shedding and everything that has been prepared both uh, hormonally as well as physically for a potential pregnancy is now being released from the body in that way. It actually does require, it feels kind of like a drain, like, um, a slow leak of energy, at least in my experience, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's just this level of, I need, I'm tired. I need more rest. I never can quite get enough rest. Um, really not feeling motivated. Um, sometimes I can find that I'm a little more clumsy at that Mm -hmm. time of the month as well. I don't know what happens there, but, um, I feel like there's something specifically that you're wanting to add to this as well. But for me, it just feels like this physical and emotional leak that is, you know, like if you're trying to fill a bucket with a leak in it, that's kind of what it feels like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And all I mean is the pain we actually feel, right. I've once heard Mm -hmm. it compared to, so for a woman to deliver a baby, she has to be dilated at 10 centimeters and period cramps for women can be one centimeter dilation equivalent of pain, Mm -hmm. like 10% of that feeling of being fully dilated. So it's not like, Oh, we have stomach aches. It's like a specific type of, Mm -hmm. uh, tightness and irritation and pain. And it's distracting to your Mm -hmm. every moment because you're so aware in that Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we've grown up in a time where we've been taught to just push through it. And so that's what a lot of women do, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. If you were to feel for some women, I understand, and I'm fortunate, this is not me, but it gets so severe where they can be vomiting. Uh, they can be completely in bed for days. It can be super heavy flow and it can feel debilitating for them. For other women, it's this mild pain. You walk around all the time. I also feel Mm -hmm. hypersensitive during my period and Mm -hmm. am hypersensitive to touch to skin, not just emotionally, but my body's more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, and my emotions, I do feel them a lot deeper. I've also heard that the left and right hemispheres of your brain are communicating the most clearly when you're bleeding. Have you heard this before? Hmm. No, I've not. Yeah. That's interesting. We can Google it. I don't know the, um, yeah, the, you know, the level of truth behind it, but a lot of hidden stuff that we might've been bottling up starts coming up because of the way that our bodies are changing and our hormones are shifting in that moment. So things, wow. things are yeah. very interesting for us. <laughs> yeah. And it's just different. It's uh, it's a different experience than for men. And so my hope when, with sharing this is a, to remove a little bit of the gross factor and maybe think, wow, that's actually amazing. amazing that all that's happening and you're still showing up for work and you're still, mm-hmm. you know, making dinner every night and you're still keeping the kids wrangled or, you know, whatever, all the, the tasks that are still on her plate that mm-hmm. unfortunately don't get taken off of the plate. It just is kind of the expectation that that happens. Mm-hmm. So um, a way to support her in that is really just asking for what you can maybe take off of her plate that week. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a huge way, a huge gift to provide tangible 
actionable support of what do you not feel like doing this week? Yeah. And pick it up. You know, maybe that's you vacuum the, I don't know, the carpet in the living room this week. Cause that just would be helpful. Or maybe you volunteer to make dinner or you go to the grocery store. There's things that are very actionable that would feel so supportive mm -hmm. to most women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's a brilliant question. I actually had someone ask me that once when I was dating. Mm. He asked me, how, what makes you feel supported on your cycle? I was like, oh, what a great question. Yeah. Uh, and that is one of the things because, yeah, it definitely helps when you take something off our plate um, or offer to do the cooking that week or take off the tasky things where we just kind of want to be feminine mush balls for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. we're not feeling as great. We really, it's an inward time for me mm -hmm. because I teach women how to honor their cycles in business. That's a period where I'm not as active in the company. I'm way more cocooning, like in meditation, in my bed, in self-pleasure, inward time than it is mm -hmm. outward going out and be social. Um, I would also say, for me, the biggest piece of support would be compassion. Like if you can just do your best to drop any sort of judgment around it being gross or weird or her being mm. lazy or yeah. anything like that, because our cycles are divine. It's mm -hmm. so incredible that our bodies do this and it's a sacred time. So for her to spend that time with you and have her in her space is inherently vulnerable because she's not feeling her best. Mm -hmm. She's not feeling like the feminine radiant queen that you know her to be. It's inherently vulnerable and raw for her to let you in. And if you can meet her with compassion, yeah. And just like, I love you. I care about you. What can I do to support you? I know that this week is um, tougher for you. There's more going on in your body. That would go so far if you took nothing else out of this episode. Right. Two tips that Courtney and I just offered in combination. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because it is, I don't think that men mean to be judgmental, but I also don't know that they, um, see it as vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. When we're not feeling, you know, squeaky clean and all of our hair in place and, mm -hmm. you know, feeling our radiant normal self, mm -hmm. we already feel like, is he going to be less attracted to me? And then when, when it's, that's the feedback that is given is like, is it that time of the month, you know, or, or whatever the joking thing is, yeah. it really does kind of, it hits in a different way than it would at any other point during the month. And I have heard, um, I don't have an exact uh, number to quote this or an exact study, but the level of estrogen in your body is, uh, so first of all, the level of testosterone versus estrogen in a woman's body is 15 to 20 times less. That's also going to be what gives us a little bit of space when criticism comes our way. So mm -hmm. men may think that it's like, you know, whatever, it's no big deal that I made that comment. But when you already have way less testosterone, the mm -hmm. more the estrogen rises, depending on the cycle, the time of the month, mm -hmm. which is going to be highest uh, in the middle of the month, that's actually when she is going to be the most sensitive to feedback. So the last two weeks of her cycle might be good for you <laughs> to see when her cycle is happening. Cause mm -hmm. the last two weeks of her cycle, she's actually kind of like even emotionally and energetically pulling into reservation mode to like preserve energy, 
to retreat. That's not the time when she's going to be open to feedback. And that's typically the time when we get the most negative feedback, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, when we're highly sensitive already and we feel defenseless. So if you can envision a woman vulnerable and defenseless to criticism and to judgment, that would be the time. So my hope with sharing that is really, again, just to give you a little bit of insight as to shifting. If you have a hard conversation, maybe have it right after her cycle, when she's kind of at the peak of her ability to handle those types of conversations and Mm -hmm. not when she's already feeling kind of low. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would be amazing if you were curious about her cycle. Yeah. You can add someone to your flow app. That would be like a plus plus. (laughs) Oh, that would be so interesting because it's not like men aren't impacted by this. We know it, but we hide it because we assume that they don't want to know. So if you were to take the lead and say, Hey, when is your cycle? I just want to know when I can step in most and support you. And what would feel supportive? Oh my gosh. Would you not just melt? Like, yeah, you guys can't see my facial expression. My body just melted in the chair. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. 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 So lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, there was something else that was coming to me when we were saying that. And now I can't think of it. You were saying that we could add them to our, I was saying we could add them to our flow apps and they could know when to support us. Yeah. And, oh, well, that's what I was going to say is sometimes support looks like actually leaving them alone to have their space and to honor themselves in whatever way that looks like. Sometimes it's very actionable, like, you know, picking up something from the grocery store or making dinner. Those are really actionable tasks, but sometimes I just crave having some time to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the equivalent of the bubble bath time, Mm -hmm. you know, I might not be taking a bubble bath, but I might want to just really journal or just Mm -hmm. have some tea or um, call a friend. The reason that we're doing that is because it is kind of Mm rebolstering our sense of self and honoring our emotional space and capacity for what we can share. And sometimes that can look like us withdrawing, but what that really could be for you is an opportunity to take that time for yourself too, Mm -hmm. to occupy yourself with something that would be really enhancing for your own masculinity or your own feminine energy to really nurture that. Um, and not, not to effeminate, effeminate, yourself. (laughs) I don't know what the word is for that, but this doesn't make you more feminine. This is actually just bringing that compassion online that really integrates into the healthy, empowered, masculine energy that we crave when we're coming out of our cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And every woman is different around what she wants and Mm -hmm. it probably changes day to day for being honest. So Mm -hmm. I think just checking in and wanting to learn the woman in your life is important. Um, like I am so needy on my cycle and we also wanted to bring this up too. There can be a lot of shame for women around asking for help or having more needs at these periods because Mm -hmm. it hasn't been honored in our society really ever, you Mm -hmm. know? So it can be difficult to say, I really would appreciate way more reassurance this week because I'm (laughs) quite insecure, you know, and I'm not believing the insecurities. I know I'm a bad bitch, but I'd like to hear you say it. You know what I mean? It can go a long way or asking for, um, I need a lot more cuddle time or I need a lot Mm -hmm. more touch or I need Mm -hmm. more space, whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. asking her what she wants and then 
obviously honoring that and having compassion for it's difficult for us to ask during this time. It's real. It's really vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And Ooh, not to get into the wounded feminine of just constantly needing to be reassured, but it, it is kind of a compounding challenge in that we're already not feeling like confident on our own. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's attracted to me. So then mm-hmm. to have to ask for something that already feels kind of vulnerable from a vulnerable spot, it's, it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think the two most important things are the compassion as best you can drop the sig- the stigma and the judgment and really see it as a sacred time. Maybe that's something you can grow into believing if, mm-hmm. if that feels far off for you, but it is very deeply sacred. It's just not so much honored in 2022 as it used to be and asking her how you can support her and then taking those things off her plate will go so far, which might mean you don't judge her for being needy (laughs) or I mean (laughs) that you, you know, go to the grocery store or whatever it is. Uh, It'll be different for every woman. Yeah. Yeah. And having the conversation, like, again, if you were to just bring up the conversation really simply, it doesn't have to be like, well, I've been tracking your cycle and this is what I project (laughs) that you're in this stage of the luteal phase. Yeah. That's not necessary. We don't need you to be experts, but just to say, Hey, what would, what would feel most supportive to you today? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There you go. And Ooh, bonus points, bonus points. Have some suggestions for what you know she likes. Oh yeah. Like multiple choice would be like, do you want me to rub your back or cuddle you or go to the store for groceries or vacuum the carpet? What are you feeling for support? It's like, then I actually, and this is a very generous thing for you to do, by the way, I can totally share my own needs, but if you're wanting to really just like make it easy for her to be supported, give her the multiple choice. Mm. And she doesn't even have to think about it. She just gets this one. I want this. It might've been something she was afraid to ask for. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's such a good point. Yeah. And this is not about guessing her Mm. needs. Mm-hmm. but knowing her, if you're someone that is more intimately connected with this person, you probably know her. Mm-hmm. What is she like normally? Mm-hmm. Mm, extra points. I love that. Yeah. Just extra points. Not expected. Mm, yeah. So <sighs> good. So good. Is there anything else that's coming to you that would feel really generous to share with these people? I think we've about covered it with compassion and asking her how to support. Mm-hmm. I think that is the the one to punch. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you need. And if we get feedback from women who have other opinions, we will be happy to share them with you. Yeah. I'm totally open to it. Ladies, if there's something we missed, let us know. We're open um, to feedback. Speaking of feedback, men yeah. we, and women, but also men, we've been getting lots of questions from our female listeners. We would love a question from our male listeners. Courtney and I both have uh, Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. And my Instagram is at building Brie, B-R-I. Courtney's is Courtney underscore Shand, S-H-S-C-H-A-N-D. It's in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Dang it, I thought I was going to nail it. <laughs> <laughs> you can DM us your questions um, about what's going on. So we've been getting a lot of situation questions, specifics. We've been getting some broad questions, whatever you'd like support with. If you'd like our eyes and our hearts on it, we would be happy to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, we would love that. Mm-hmm. Love Courtney, it. where can people find more from you? Yes. 
I tend to hang out more on Facebook mm-hmm. and I do love it over there. I have a website, CourtneyShand.com. And that's a C H A N D kind of a weird, uh, sounding, but, um, S C H A N D.com is my website. And then Courtney Shand on Facebook. I do have Instagram. It's Courtney underscore Shand, like she was saying, but right now I am really opening some space for couples. So different periods of time in the dating process. I love helping people with finding the right partner for them, but I also have the special affinity for kind of re situating relationships that are already established, kind of clarifying those needs and helping you, um, get that moving in a healthy direction. That's really fun for me. So I'm open to that. What about you, Brie? I will put all of Courtney's info in the show notes. Uh, I have a website as well, buildingbreebri.com. And I have another podcast too called Manifestation Queen Radio. So if you are someone who wants to manifest your best life ever, don't we all? Um, you can check that out as well. I have one-to-one spots open right now, specifically for women who are wanting to attract in healthy masculine partners and start or scale their businesses. I work so well with the ambitious driven woman who also wants to embrace her feminine energy and attract in a really healthy masculine partner. Um, so if that interests you and you'd like that support, there will be links for applications for one-to-one work as well. And if you love this episode, please share it with someone you love, share it with the men in your life who are looking for the ways to show love to the women in their lives that they love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It helps us so much when you share the show. So thank you for that. And we will see you in the next episode.